I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. This is a continuation of the stories we started yesterday. It may seem like a bunch of unrelated people, but these have become friends and it was an honor to get to tell their stories. Lama Tabara, I'm 34 and I was an entrepreneur. Now I practice Reiki. What brings you here tonight? Uh, I've been here for 23 days. I'm an immigrant uh, who recently left the country I immigrated to. I've been in Canada for 20 years, so I spent most of my life abroad, forcefully in a way. Uh, we had to leave Lebanon for political reasons, and it had to do with the corruption that was going on even back then. When I finally saw how actually people got up, it's as if everybody woke up to what united them for a very, very long time, but they were too blind to see it. I had to partake and I had to be present because I felt my people were making history. And uh, here I am, I'm uh, back in Lebanon for the revolution, meeting all kinds of beautiful people, trying to make a difference, and yeah. So you said yourself and your family left some 20 years back. So I assume that you've heard about previous protests whether it's the latest one in 2015 or others back in 2005, is there something in your eyes, the way you saw it from outside Lebanon, that gave you a reason to come and join? The previous uh, protests were, were for a very, very good cause every time, but it was sad to see them not yield you know, any fruits because people were protesting for all types of right reasons. The right to breathe clean air, not be drowned with garbage. But it was also sad to see it dissipate and being shelved or tagged under the, oh, we got used to this uh, mentality that drains Lebanon. This time, I figured the circumstances were completely different. People are now at a point where they're actually starving unable to pay their tuitions, unable to get married, unable to survive. This was actually generalized on uh, the population. So I felt that this time, even though you know I may not need to be here personally because I've had the privilege to live abroad, I felt that I had been deprived from my country for such a long time and that I needed to be here to reconnect with my roots, to actually help fix the country you know, I was born into. The numbers I saw on TV gave me hope. So I wanted to be one of those uh, million-something people. Yeah. After you participated on the ground, is there something that you feel you learned as a person, either about your people or about the country? Absolutely, so much. I saw how, first of all, we had been living in fear of each other. And that's mainly because of how politics was uh, and still is uh, happening in this super small country. The diversity in uh, mentalities, subcultures, sub-religions make each and every one of us very unique and we did not know how to appreciate this. And every day I come here, I'm meeting a lot of people from different backgrounds, different areas in Lebanon that I did not even know existed. These people are all about love. They're about peace, they're about you know surviving in their country, wanting to live 
dignified in their country and we all share this feeling. Definitely appreciating one another despite where we're coming from, forgetting obstacles that were built around us. Definitely uh, love reigns, this protest and the real protesters here, like they're all about taking care of each other, they're all about making a new, you know, creating a new Lebanon that fits their needs, their rights. Everybody dropped the fear, so it's all love. Other things I learned is um, patience uh, and uh, knowing that this battle is super long. We had been uh, going through 30 years of accumulation of corruption, uh, seeing our rights being taken away from us. Even though like for, from abroad, Lebanon looks like a very uh, modern uh, Arab country where you know like everything happens, but people don't know that the rich were getting richer and the poor people were getting poorer. 20 years ago there was a middle class, now it's non-existent. So uh, patience and the fact that the process is long and we have to keep our cool, not get carried away with our emotions because I don't think there is a people on this planet that is as emotional as the Lebanese people. It's very easy to get carried away sometimes and you know, engage in an argument or whatnot, but the real protesters know that this does not fit our purpose, so we're very respectful of this revolution and we're very protective of it, so, yeah. I heard you mention many times the term real protesters. How would you define the real protesters? A real protester is a, is a Lebanese individual who has overcome their fear of following a particular uh, religion or a political party. A real protester is one that is aware of our demands. They're aware of the fact that, you know, things need to be kept clean. So uh, they're protective of their revolution. Among us, there's a lot of people and some of them are actually demanding for the same rights as us but are still politically affiliated and I find this a shame because you don't need this anymore. It did not serve you. So take that layer off you and grow a new layer. And there are some who come in just to cause problems and these are unfortunately what we see on, on the media uh, more often. I just wish the media focused more on the beautiful things that happen in the revolution while showing the bad side of it because there's no revolution that is not chaotic, no revolution that is 100% clean, but one incident does not define a particular movement. You also mentioned chaos, and unfortunately, I think one of the aspects of chaos, whether the protesters meant it or not, was unfortunately uh, a person who was shot. What do you think should change after this incident? Um, this, uh, this incident actually moved me. And uh, what moved me about it is the fact that I felt it was somewhat orchestrated. Happened in front of a little child who lost his father. What pissed me off about it first is how dare you shoot someone execution style for whatever reason. I worried about the child because this child will grow up with that mentality of maybe venging the death of his dad, which is pretty much what everybody here is trying to fight. That's what caused the civil war back in the days, and that's what we're trying to avoid from happening. So rather than 
uh, clean up the space and uh, make sure nobody comes out of this revolution with this sense of vengeance or need to fear others. We probably did not succeed in that with that child or that mother. I really truly hope that this is going to be the last incident. Even though a lot of people here think that uh, it will not be, I just don't want to see blood. I want this to remain peaceful. I want people to learn to respect each other's opinions. They're entitled for, for their different opinions, but you don't have to take it this far. Death is, uh, is imminent in a way, but it does not have to be in such circumstances. So what unites us is way more important than what differentiates us from each other. So instead of the ugliness that we saw already, what would you like to see next? Why are you still on the ground? I still believe that we did not accomplish our goal. We're mainly here to clean up the space from all the corruption. We're trying to recreate Lebanon somehow. As long as this mission is not accomplished, I guess we're all going to remain here, do what we got to do. We're surviving on uh, literally love, donations, uh, but donations that are coming from us. So, Is there something in the past few weeks that you saw on the ground, if you can point at a specific incident, where you were surprised and you thought, is this really Lebanon? I mean, there are so many initiatives that were taken uh, during this protest. People coming together to clean up the squares after every night of revolution was absolutely remarkable because we're a people who have too much ego or pride generally we don't do you know like cheap labor jobs we prefer to hire you know like people from other nationalities but for this revolution everybody came together and they bent over garbage and picked it up with their hands and I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with. All the bottles uh, that were filled with uh, cigarette butts. There's going to be a piece of art that represents the revolution. I, I think this by itself actually gave me hope in the, in the fact that people are ready to let go of this, you know, like a uh, hard mentality. Because everybody's equal, everybody's the same. And uh, we pick up our own garbage and that's what we should do. Uh, the lesson from it is not to wait on politicians, not to wait on, you know, like the uh, Ramco people or Suklin people to come and pick up after us. It starts here, actually. I got some people to pick up garbage with me and said Bisri and at the Bisri Dam when we went to, you know, open the valley in an effort to stop this dam from getting built. I encourage everybody who's listening to this to actually go and visit Bisri if they're in Lebanon because the reserve is absolutely amazing. Beautiful energy, uh, huge pine trees that are 600 to 800 years old and some Roman ruins. If you walk far enough, you'll get to see them. So uh, having people come around and, you know, like pick up a bag and help me uh, do what was making me actually cry because we're in the middle of nowhere and garbage was there all over the place so respect for nature is something maybe some people are starting to learn and to see it happen in action is absolutely remarkable so as you are well aware some people are apprehensive about the situation on the streets mm -hmm. it's an unfamiliar sight to many lebanese whether living here or abroad mm -hmm. um, for those that are still unsure and 
unfamiliar about what's going on, since you've been on the ground, what can you tell them about what's happening and maybe encourage them to not be afraid of what's going on? I think what's stopping a lot of people from joining us is fear itself, fear of the unknown, fear of where this country is going. But people forget that this revolution actually started because of where the country is going. Seeing it happen uh, in front of your eyes as a revolution, yeah, it can be scary because you don't know what to expect. A lot of people are armed, a lot of people are not armed, and Lebanese people, you know, like, um, so like they have their own, you know, like uh, ways of thinking and uh, they can be really snappy, so you don't know what you're dealing with. But when you're physically present on the ground, You flow however you flow, and you, you will recognize those who are actually there for the real purpose, and you recognize those who are not just by trusting your intuition. And when you do that, you'll see that there's a lot more people who are like-minded and who are like you, wanting the same things as you, than the other groups. I cannot say I'm not scared being out here. It scares me. I've never been in such a setting, ever. And I've lived in one of the safest countries in the world, When they do their fireworks over here, like I'm the first one to jump, you know, from fear. But I know, I know, I learned how to recognize gunshots from uh, from fireworks. So that's a plus, I guess. But if we're many, we can make a difference. Because what we're fighting is a very old uh, and calcified, if not fossilized, regime that has been toxic to each and every one of us that forced us out of our country. So most of the people who went abroad, starting with my family, I mean, we're way too many abroad than we are in Lebanon, is because we were not given the chance to thrive in our country. Our country needs you. So if you're abroad and you're listening, get over your fear, come here. We need people who are well aware and educated. Not that we lack any educated people in Lebanon, but we're bringing a new way uh, into the country in numbers. We'll be able to lift this fossilized you know, regime and maybe dump it altogether in the ocean after we've cleaned it because you know, the, pu the previous people have ruined our beaches even. So why not, come, why not come back, join us? There's nothing to be scared of. Actually, the politicians are scared shitless right now. I'm sorry for saying that, but we scare them because we got to a point where we're no longer sleeping, we're no longer tolerating what's wrong. If we outnumber them, they'll be the minority. So join our ranks, join us in recreating Lebanon. We have a beautiful country to reclaim and we'll be waiting for them. My last question, I promise. If we were to look back on this moment of our history a year from now, mm -hmm. what do you think people will remember or what do you want them to remember? I would want them to first remember how everybody was united for one cause uh, because we've never seen this happen in Lebanon, at least not in the numbers that we've seen. The entire country was fighting for its rights. And in every single area, every region was on the, on the ground calling for their rights, for the change that everybody needed for their rights. People think living abroad is easy, but it's actually way harder because you have to try to find ways to fit in. You have to let go of a piece of yourself, adopt new ways that may not resemble you. 
even though you become citizens of different countries, you're kind of still living in the cusp in between. You're neither fully Lebanese and you're neither fully Canadian or Jamaican for all I know. Remember that we are one people, uh, one pulse, one heartbeat. And this country cannot actually thrive otherwise. So yeah, civil society, secular. Remember the tender moments, uh, forget the harsh moments because we have to go through darkness to appreciate the light. Out of every dark situation, there was, you know, like a group of people that came together and appreciated what they were doing and appreciated each other more. So that's something memorable and that needs to be mentioned in, you know, uh, history books. Elia Haber signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.